as that is happening this guy starts running towards me sarbajit sarbajit and before it was sarbajit sarbajit it was mummy mummy sarbajit help so when i keep on saying that when a 35 years old man starts shouting mummy mummy you know there is something wrong fear of the paranormal is for me it's zero okay. if someone says sarbajit don't go inside that building there could be 10 demons i'm like let's do this Yay, right now let's go yeah. <laughs> i said i become a, I, i it's i become a kid very honest like yeah there are demons let's go and do that and then neil started investigating and he's like these are demons <laughs> they are not demons they can't do shit <laughs> they're my brothers <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm fucking around guys i'm messing around this is the part where i actually get possessed sabhi <laughs> <laughs> mohanty has been on the show before his partner in his paranormal investigation adventures pooja vijay has also been on the show but there's not been a single episode that's as dark as this one this is not about the basics of paranormal investigation this is not about the science of ghosts those topics have been covered earlier this episode is straight up dark it's some of the most intense conversation that i've ever had on the rambition you'll understand why by the time you reach the end of this episode it's an extremely dark one so brace yourself and keep following trs this is sabjit mohanty who returns on the renmi show once again sarbab bhai aa gaye bhutiya kahani ke sath how are you yes, bro i'm good i'm good how are you i am excited about this conversation same here always yeah uh where do we even begin we left uh the second conversation we did in a very intense dark place yes uh one of my co-founders ayush anand on level he actually called me after the first episode he's like who kon the yaar and that was such a dark episode the first yeah, one yeah it's quite intense um why is god putting your word out <laughs> you know i think um it's because it's the time that people should know this and i'm so glad he chose someone like you to be the medium of what i'm trying to say or what uh, my team is trying to doing ultimately uh, we do we go to such dark places not to just have fun or to get that kick or to have that thrill you know it's be so daring sarbaj is doing daring thing pooja is doing daring thing. no it's there is nothing apart from that one mission we have been doing both of us along with our team members we have been doing for the past 10 years is to spread this knowledge and in the in the process help people to know what the real deal is because like like i said in the last podcast too that until we know what darkness is we'll never go towards the light that's mm. very important we have to know that darkness does exist it's very much real it's very much a uh, creepy and can affect you in some multiple ways emotionally or otherwise but if we know the right way to deal them that is by knowing about them by having knowledge about them by meditating against them we can be protected we can keep our family protected and we can be safe so that's had been the whole idea and i think that's why i'm here again <laughs> yeah um portals <laughs> that's where we begin this one uh what are portals one the one thing i've figured from conversations with you and with pooja is that um, there are other realms beyond the physical they are present around us 
and then there are some kind of doorways to those realms or at least windows to do- those realms where you can hear things you can see things yeah. you can feel things uh do you think things like crystals can actually be some sort of portals uh, if they can do i'm sure it's only positive considering we have to see the origin of the crystals the crystals are coming from the core of the earth earth has been something that we all have been worshiping in some way or the other not just religious point of view but to keep thanking her or him or uh, we keep giving something in return because it is letting us live and giving oxygen and everything food and all it co- all comes from the earth i think it's a her it's a her yeah, yeah. so Bhumima. yeah and uh, uh, and if something so divine who is kind of protecting us and it's like her she's a mother in that mm. for that matter a mother will never give you something that contains negative energy that's a very non religious point of view nothing religious in there but i believe that there are certain things even for that matter we were talking about plants right now in the studio if a plant is used let's say there's a there's a tree and we break one of its branches and we are trying to hit someone a plant is being used for a negative purpose same way for the crystal if the person who is using it is using for negative impact negative reasons negative um results of course the uh, the negativity will be channeled through the crystal and it might harm the person against uh, whom that person is doing whatever uh, any kind of projection but origin uh, of anything in this world every negative person he was never born negative the negativity got into him by something or the other same for the crystals as well mm. when they are bought in they're never negative they're in a very neutral in fact in a very positive stage it is us who kinds of puts in all those things to it and either we can carry it to make it very divine or we can throw them down the spectrum and make it very negative so crystals i don't think they can be portals to hell or negativity unless someone is intentionally doing it you want to say anything about crystals i think crystals uh, i think it's one of the crystals should be your best friend they are something like that and of course not many people have the knowledge but uh, through internet now many people can get that knowledge and uh, the crystals that are supposed to come to you they will speak to you so yeah. if you have an inclination to them maybe start researching on them over the internet or go to a crystal shop and then keep an eye or basically keep your senses open some crystal will call you that in a way that please check me out and mm. i might be of help of something that you are going through right now sounds like my love life no? <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding I'm you kidding. need you need a uh, rose quartz for that matter <laughs> <laughs> i have lots of rose quartz no but uh, yeah crystals uh, do speak imagine a rock that's faced millions and maybe billions of years of pressure heat sunlight rain all sorts of formats of weather and then changes its own chemical composition to look a certain way and supposedly to have certain effects on the human life yeah that's the power crystal now imagine that that same rock that's been facing all those things was always meant to be yours yeah or at least it was meant to come to you and then be yeah. passed on to someone else maybe your kids and it's like kind of uh, you know destined that thousands of years ago it was it started forming so that you could get hold of it hmm so it was kind of your name is kind of inscribed on that crystal there you should be lucky yeah yeah there have been some friends of mine who are tarot readers um who actually stopped collecting certain crystals because they said that it brought heavy duty effects on their life which means mm. that overall it was still positive 
but in order to give you a positive experience it first cleaned up your karmas by sometimes putting you in a road accident mm-hmm. you think things like that happen with some intense crystals again i don't think that can happen uh, we can always uh, pinpoint uh, our, our things to some things i don't i'm not saying your friends are wrong for that matter they could be all correct for personally for me i have never encountered something because of crystals so for for that matter we have been into crystals for the last 5 years now and we intensively deal with them because we recommend people for nightmares and if they want to maintain positivity in their houses so we keep on recommending and there's a reason uh, and, th- and that's why we also have a lot of crystals in our home of different amethysts and pyrites and obsidian and all kinds of things as of now i can always blame my karma on that crystal but we have to imagine can a crystal of course it has a lot of energy and lot of emf and everything considering it all comes from mm. the earth can it really affect a human being to that extent yeah on the last two episodes we spoke about how spirits ghosts yeah. demons are drawn to places and people that contain high, high electromagnetic field. force field field emf yeah uh I'm 110% sure that raw crystals at least forget raw crystals but any kind of crystals they do have an effect on the electromagnetic field that they're yeah. placed in. Yeah. Therefore do they attract some kind of spirits? So yeah, uh, in that matter let's say uh, again there are two things like I shared let's say the crystals for example a crystal shop they have a lot of crystals as compared to what we have right now they deal with a lot of crystals than we can ever deal with. but we will never see their shop get haunted because for them those crystals are good they are radiating positivity they are radiating divinity so the crystals are programmed in a way that they'll keep every negative entity away from the shop there could be the good ones coming in there could be the divines one coming in and which are kind of necessary uh, because they guide us i think we talked about it last time they guide us and they help us they protect us which is necessary but let's say someone is using it for all the wrong things of course it is going to attract that same kind of entities of uh, of the kind of frequency that person is radiating for fun uh i once bought a book about wicca 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 yeah witchcraft yeah um it begins by saying that people have a very negative outlook on witchcraft and it's actually something yes. it can be used positively and then when i really started seeing the rituals written within within those books they were very similar to some tantric rituals that we have even in india mm-hmm. in hinduism and buddhism mm-hmm. you have tantric rituals my reading is that the west europe calls these things vaika vika uh, witchcraft but it's actually another format of tantra in the same way that africa has its own formats of voodoo yes. now this should actually be used for your own spiritual progression in the same way that when you meditate you get spiritual progression when you perform certain rituals certain puja certain havan certain tantric rituals you get some kind of spiritual progression mm-hmm. spiritual progression itself has its own benefits you become calmer you become more radiant uh, you clean up your life they say you clean up your karmas but in the long term because of the effects of religion witchcraft vaika all these things were extremely demonized because it was competition for other religions yeah and in the middle ages religions were competing with each other yeah. to capture more audiences yeah. yeah and only now in 2023 with a lot of traditional religious formats being rejected you're seeing a rise of witchcraft vaika again yeah. this doesn't mean you're seeing a rise of evil you're just seeing a rise of this way of life which can totally become evil yeah. if used by the wrong people yes. it's just you're unlocking a lot of hot oil yeah now whether you pour it on other people or you use yeah. it to cook food that's yeah. in your hands yeah 
True, and same for uh, witchcraft, for that matter. Even we get a lot of these cases where people say, "Oh, we think there is some witchcraft done uh, done on us, and all kinds of things." Thanks to no, not thanks, but unfortunately, what happened in Salem, uh, Salem witch trial, where a lot of females were killed because they were considered to be witch or Thora witches. Context, context. You yeah. Give. So the Salem witch trial is said to be one of the gruesome phase in the U.S. history and the Europe history and other places. It all happened simultaneously. Started from Salem. but went on to happen uh, become a global phenomena where females were burned because they were considered to be witch and they were burned alive not like they were killed or something like they would be tied to a pole and there would be people chanting all kind of things religious things and they were killed you know and uh, why because they thought that they are witch and they are doing witchcraft which means they are they are they are kind of blessed by the devil or that they have uh, sold their soul uh, soul to the devil and they have made some kind of deal to the devil and why they are able to perform certain miracles now the miracles is not something i i call puja a witch all the time everyone in our team we all call puja a, a witch because a witch is someone who can heal someone who can use the five elements for a good purpose who can help a person meditate or a, a be a practitioner or can counsel someone all those people are either wizards or witch yeah you know this is the western word i'm 110% sure the eastern word would sound nicer yeah not But not chudel chudel exactly. is demonic yes Th- there must be something used to describe witches which has a positive connotation and because of that thing uh, of that influence that happened back in many years ago in 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 those areas india too kind of adapted to that thing and the word which you use right now chudel is what we use to describe them but if we go into the folklorish part of these stories in india chudel is always someone who is bad like you rightly said but if we actually see people uh, uh anyone who can heal who can help out a person is a witch or a wizard in the same way but it's because of that thing that we have pushed down the generations right now if i say someone let's say uh, i'll just take the word witch and the first thing you'll get in your mind is that long nose green colorish thing shabana azmi <laughs> in makdi <laughs> and uh, sitting on a broom and flying around that's the idea we get of a witch but and same goes for tantric no uh, we have so so much seen in the movies tantri with long mm. beard and uh, everything wearing that uh, reddish saffronish thing and those kapde uh, that clothes that they wear that when a tantri comes to your podcast people take two time two minutes to think is it really a tantri because it doesn't look like one because the word tantric sounds negative yes because of our cultural conditioning yes and then you understand that if you are a hindu or a buddhist or a jain or a sikh doing any form of puja yes. you are praying to an idol praying to a place using fire in your ritual yeah, you are already tantric. doing tantra yeah. so you are a tantric also yes but the britishers came and they said probably tantric <laughs> should be villains oh, i don't yeah. know maybe britishers maybe the film industry yeah. painted tantra in this negative light but i strongly believe the word tantra means techniques yes uh basically yeah tan is body and i believe tra is it's either evolution or technique i can't remember the exact uh, definition but when you ask an actual practicing tantric mm. and i asked rajashi nandi yes. on the show as well he said that it's techniques which utilize objects called yantras mm. and spells called mantras see yeah. i'm using the word spell because there's no other english yeah. word to describe yeah. what a yeah. mantra is yeah that's the limitations of yes. western thinking yeah 
I also strongly believe every single religion in the world starts off extremely positively and then gets corrupted because of the power struggle that yes. invariably happens in that religion. Mm. The moment they feel that people are being drawn away from the religion, the power center points of those religions start painting everything else as bad. Mm. So a lot of Abrahamic faiths will really look down upon Indian faiths thinking that we're pagan, mm. we're bad. Yeah. But actually, if you study world history, which is much older than Abrahamic faiths, yeah. when you're talking about African religions mm. and, uh, you know, Iranian Zoroastrian religions, these go back lakhs of years. Yes. Tantra has been being practiced for mm. lakhs of years. But right now, the phase of history that we are born in, uh, it is the age of Abrahamic religions mm. with what I look at as slightly restrictive thought processes. They have some extremely good positives. There are very good positives in yeah. every religion. But there's also a lot of stiffness. Mm. Now, I don't know if that stiffness comes from the origins of the religion or those centuries that have gone by where people have painted their own layers upon yeah. it saying that this is bad, that is bad, dare not do this, those people are mm. wrong, only we are right, they are wrong, how dare they do this, you all don't even know what you're doing, I hope you discover my thing. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, true. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's happening in Indian religions also now where we're starting to think that we are above everyone mm. else. I don't think that that's how you should look at life. Mm. Look at the human story as a human story yeah. and know that Tantra can be used for spiritual progress. Yeah. I think it's a very common thing also. Uh, we get questioned a lot of times when we are investigating because let's say we are investigating a church and people will start asking, oh, but they're Christians, right? How are they talking to you? Or how are they believing in what you are saying or your beliefs? And then we say, but yeah, they were Christian for sure. But right now they do not have a body. They're just energy forms and they're not, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I can curse here, I can't, or I can, or you can beep it out. Let me just skip it. <laughs> no, no, you should curse, dude. I encourage it. <laughs> then I just wanted to say, you know, spirits are not, not being dick like other people. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. You know, they kind of see above, of course, when uh, that that's why process of exorcism is also questioned a lot of times, especially the exorcism we see in movies. Recently, the pops, some exorcist movie came in and it was a Christian method of exorcising. But we have got exorcist in my in my team and I'm an exorcist myself and I, I do not use any of the methods that we see in movies. Of course, I've been taught that way. I've been taught by the church on how to perform an exorcism. And I know the ways and how you should do it. But if I go on to follow that process, I might lose that person into a full complete possession. Mm. I do not have the time to think or I have to take on permission from the bishop, from the head church and then go on to get a written order. And then I prepare the person. The person has to be ordained and everything. I do not have that time. The first thing I can do if I am concluding after all the psychological evolution and I am concluding that, okay, maybe there is something paranormal to it. I don't have the time to perform all those things. I just go right into my energy healings or energy detachment process or whatever we do. And it's nothing similar to what we see. You know, so what you rightly said, it's like there's no one like above anyone else. I think somewhere or the other, we they all teach the similar things. It's just people who, you know, uh, evaluate or go into finding their own personal meanings to it is where the conflicts happen. But thanks to the spirit world, they are quite chilled in that process. Yeah. Um, slightly controversial opinion, but Russell Peters, who's a stand-up comic, once said that everyone's having so much sex with everyone that eventually all human beings are just going to be beige mm. in color. Mm. Like our skin colors are all going to mm. merge into 
somewhat like what your and my skin mm. colors we are already beige mm. <laughs> because our ancestors got jiggy uh-huh. but i also think it applies to religion a little bit i think the human story because we're so connected because of the internet and cross promotion of ideas and information eventually maybe 300 400 years into the future we're going to realize that all of us are one and we're just going to take the best bits of every single yeah. religion and call it something new yes uh, yes which to a large degree has happened in india because when you truly break down hinduism mm. it's different in tamil nadu it's different in the yeah. northeast it's different in other Punjab, places yeah. gujarat everywhere and we just collectively call ourselves mm. desi Yeah. But uh, actually, when you truly look into it, all of us follow different rituals, etc. Yeah. We just learn to live together, yes. and we have somewhat similar ideals. Yeah. Uh, I think that will happen in the world as mm. well as the human story progresses. Sure. Coming back to witchcraft and rituals, why do you think crystals are uh, used in black magic? So uh, now we have to see the source, like you said, for thousands and millions of years. For that matter, few crystals are going under the pressure, all kinds of weathering and all to form or to become something. Now, because of that very experience, they are also a kind of uh, how do I how do I use the word? It's like they are kind of holding a lot of energy for that thing. You know, the more more. the oldest a crystal is the more power it holds that's how it is because staying under that pressure and going through the radiations of the earth and everything it's it's gathering its own energy it's like it's like a bomb you know either we can use it for more research or we can drop it somewhere and kill some people you know so for few people the crystal because of that energy it's holding they can use it for their own enlightenment for their own meditation for their own growth because they are kind of channeling the energy it has and the energy they have and they're kind of bridging the gap between the two and that's how crystals helps in growing spirituality wise but let's say a person doesn't want to grow spiritually uh, spiritually and wants to harm someone it's like i'm using that same uh, energy that the crystals have and i'm projecting in a very negative way so that's how they can also harm and that's why a lot of things are also a lot of crystals are also used in dark magic but a lot of times a lot of crystals have been found that no matter how much negativity you put on them or intend on them they always reflect back to that person so there's certain crystals which cannot be used by any in in any dark magic any like any particular crystal black obsidian for that matter black obsidian is a crystal because of the color black Uh, uh and because of how intensely it is formed in the earth's core uh, it can it 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 will not absorb any negativity the moment you start intending something negative it will reflect back to you mm. it will only take positivity and black obsidian crystal is one of the best crystals to protect yourself from demonic entities and inhuman entities okay have you had any cases of black magic that you've come across in your journey we have a uh, dark magic uh, instead of black magic i'll call it dark magic that's the word i'm comfortable with what is magic magic is uh, in simple terms it's intention powered with faith that's magic it can be good it can be bad what we are doing right now by having this conversation is magic in a way because we are changing perspective of so many people out there just by talking it's magic right how can you just change someone's perspective just by talking that's magic but it's a white magic kind of a thing it's good magic kind of a thing because our intentions are good we are not trying to brainwash someone we are not trying to force something like i'm not trying to force someone oh you have to believe in the paranormal you don't have to it's absolutely fine but people are gaining that knowledge they are getting that angle same way if that 
let's say uh, when uh, you are touching your mother's feet let's say and when a mother is intending you know and blessing you that's good magic because those blessings are working wonders in your life whatever you have achieved is because of the blessings and the hard work that you are doing for sure but blessings also do play, play an important role so blessings are good magic but let's say instead of blessing someone is saying you know what that person should you know get into an accident right now so for us we when we were kids we used to have fun uh, regarding teachers you know are yaar wo teacher he should he should get banned from the school no maybe he should get into some accident doesn't come tomorrow and next day there is a high chance you might hear something oh he met with an accident or one week later you'll hear that oh he met with an accident so it's all intention based everything magic is intention if we are intending the right thing that's a right magic that's a white magic but let's say we are intending bad things and let's couple it with mantras and uh, other tantric things which are negative it will of course the power will multifold and a harm can be done on a person or a family or a thing something like that okay uh some time ago i had a tennis elbow situation which started to get solved when they started giving me electromagnetic mm-hmm. therapy and before giving me that therapy they said listen there's no scientific proof yeah. about this yeah. but we've seen that it works this yeah. is in a physiotherapy clinic yeah and it worked like my pain went away yes not completely but reduced mm. a lot and then finally what helped with my pain was reiki and oh. even before the reiki course they said the same thing that listen there's no yeah. scientific proof but we've seen it works this is from the physiotherapy office uh no no the physiotherapy yeah. office give me electromagnetic okay. radiation but the reiki actually Different. healed it mm. like over time yeah uh I've come to realize that even your human body has electricity. Yes, which it does through yes. its nervous system. Neurons, yeah. But if you learn to really channelize it, you can feel that electricity. Yes. And for anyone doubting this, try a session of Tai Chi and see what your own body is capable of. You'll yeah. be able to actually feel balls of energy in your hand yeah. if you do a proper Tai Chi session. Mm. Um, read up about Tai Chi if you don't know what it is. Okay. Now, I feel reality is reality. and it's way more complicated than our minds and our books can explain yes and maybe even millions of years later we won't know the true nature mm. of reality mm. okay science knows about 1% of reality but people who consider science to be their god believe that that 1% is everything while completely discounting the 99% yeah. of other stuff that exists yeah and i think when you don't know exactly how to categorize the other stuff we call it maybe magic yeah some sort of magic is yeah. within that realm yeah there's a lot of this stuff like you whether it's the reiki whether it's even blessings that you spoke yeah. about i feel it's all electricity and electromagnetism based yes Last it's all we- frequency based yeah. you know it's ultimately that only and what you rightly said we all have neurons and we all have our our body also has emf and uh, I don't know if it it has happened with anyone else but a lot of times I've seen a lot of people they keep uh, you know shocking in a way that if you touch them suddenly there will be a spark or there will be some kind of electricity feeling because their EMF is so high that right now they're radiating it to the environment mm. and anyone with a body that can conduct electricity will spill fill that spark yeah you know also just to bring to you uh, bring back to the thing of science you know that you know for the people who uh, for uh, whom uh, science is god they only consider okay this much is uh, correct and the rest is you know pseudo science or whatever the other day i was watching this podcast and uh, this particular person is a doctor and he was in podcast with these two youtubers who go to haunted locations and this doctor asks you know that uh, uh, do, do you think their ghosts really do exist and they go on explaining yeah we have experience and all and they cross question the doctor do you believe and the doctor says i am uh, 
what's the word he used agnostic in this matter why because i think the doctor says i think i'm not i do not have that much knowledge to conclude if ghosts exist or not mm. so i cannot be totally sure that no they do not exist or that do exist and i think that's the best scientific approach anyone can have because like you said we so much we have such a limited knowledge of the entire universe now we are uh, getting oh you know that the other day i was again uh, listening to this some scientist who was saying that the big bang theory is now being questioned because there are certain universes which were formed after big bang but are older than our milky way galaxy They're like how is it possible Mm. It's totally not possible that a galaxy formed after the Big Bang because even all these galaxies were formed after the Big Bang, but there are galaxies which are younger but are in a way older in terms of the planetary movements or the other things they have. So these things are coming up right now. But let's say even I talked about it the last time. Let's say someday, even this doctor gave an example. Let's say a few years back, someone said, "Oh, do, we do not have a, a cure for tuberculosis." we never we would have never had a solution for that if some scientist was so closed that oh there can't be a solution so we always have to be open about certain things i think and it's the nature of learning if the moment we decide that oh we have stopped learning we know everything about this universe is the time we will start killing our creative mind our knowledge and everything that we have gained yeah. over the years you need to know that you don't know what you don't know exactly exactly so okay. important kala jadoo black magic yeah what is it so like i said uh, about the white magic thing uh, dark magic is again something or the black magic is again something uh, where the intentions are bad people do for selfish reason uh, reason people do for uh, for their own prosperity in some way i don't know uh, how it helps them but uh, we have seen a lot of these cases where people do get into and in some of the weirdest way try to harm a person or a thing or something that they want to achieve uh, but at the end of the day uh, we have also seen is that person who does this also gets a repercussion that is twice or thrice more danger than what he was trying to tend on that other person you know so it is always said and we have seen in so many people that the person who is doing dark magic gets uh, affected 10 times more than what the person he was targeting or she was targeting because uh, like we have been talking the universe always knows how to how to balance itself if you are intending someone some something bad on other person the universe will make sure no there has to be a balance so this person should also get something equivalent or more so that i can maintain my Uh, pause, uh, my my balance of this uh, origin or this universe same way for white magic when you're blessing someone more blessings come to you that's why you said that's why it said no that do more good to receive more good that's how the universe balances itself so same goes for dark magic we have seen a lot of these people and you know people who come to us and uh, and we have seen them quite quite personally that they look let's a person who is in their 30s will start looking like 50s and all the skin will start loosening up and it's like very untimely aging their organs might start failing and their life might get totally messed up and it's all because of that one thing they did because they tried to take control of the universe's balance they went ahead and tried to intend harm on someone which they were not supposed to do so the universe will give them back in their own ways so it's a topic that's quite dark uh, i'm i'm and i think in some ways also the indian government has its own laws to protect people there is anti black magic law anti superstition really? law yeah because in the eastern part of the country jharkhand odisha 
few parts of west bengal uh, chatisgarh uh, and northern andhra pradesh a lot of people who used to call uh, sorry kill other people in the name of uh, witchcraft so let's say a husband will kill his own wife because he doubted that the wife could be a witch and what you do this i have read read on the newspaper the in, in one of the newspapers that i was reading this is 7 8 years back i was in my 11th or 12th standard and i was reading this piece of article where it was mentioned that this guy beheaded his wife carried the head to the police station and surrendered himself saying i did the village a favor by killing this witch who was married to me so to protect these females and rightly so uh, the government of india has this anti superstition law and anti black magic law which protects anti witchcraft law for that matter which protects these females from getting affected in various ways from tortures and all which happens still happens in many part of the country okay um have you had any cases where you've dealt with some sort of black magic situation which your team found difficult so there is a case uh, that i encountered quite personally it's a case we received of course because this is i'm talking 2016 end of 2016 we received a call from this village in odisha and uh, they wanted to invest get their uh, village investigated plus a river bed that river used to go pass through that village and their claims was um, uh, that uh, the road that connected to village and uh, beside it was the river that was going uh, passing through the on that road they were seeing creatures which were not human they're like headless beings just crawling on the floor uh, on, on the field and they were on all their fours they had no head uh, no tail so there is no way it's an animal it was all blackish and gooish kind of a thing so much fear that uh, they stopped uh, communication between the two villages no trading is happening they stopped going out at night and everything came to a halt the only time they used to go out was during the day the by the time it's evening they know we do not have to go because there were personal experiences of people who were kind of who said and claimed that they were pushed down the road so to give you an explanation how the road was the road was made up of uh, mud some muddy road and on this side are the paddy fields and on this side is the river but before the river starts is a river bed for which you'll have to go down so it's like if you cannot balance your bike or any vehicle you are going down to the river directly if you cannot control well and on that side is the wheat field and all kind of vegetations that is going on so they're quite worried because there are kids and all who were once playing at that area now they can't play and everything so they called and uh, uh, unfortunately it was only me who went there unfortunate why because my teammates should have experienced what i experienced and so i went there with a, a couple of few friends and uh, who, who had no knowledge we just went because it was a village and i needed some help to manage people and uh, the first thing like every investigation is we were interviewing this person uh, every person who had some experience and then this then comes this old lady this old lady and she says um i said this in hindi beta ye to shaitan ka ghar hai you know and i'm like yeah i've heard something like this as in the the devil lives here yeah it's so intensely haunted according to her and the people according to her there are also people who have died because of those accidents thus making it way more dangerous than apart from the claims that they had as in whatever beings were there were also killing people not killing people but let's say because of their fear people took some turns and braked in a braked in a way as in they applied brake in a way that they went uh, uh, died in that process i think they met with an accident or this kid so bad that they had head injuries and all and they all died 
that way and uh, when this lady said that i was like yeah i have heard this line before because people generally in fear do use these terms to explain their fear and how scared they are i'm like yeah it's all fine but uh, we went there uh, we were like okay it's done the interview is done a lot of people have a lot of claims and a lot of stories i said let's go and investigate this place and uh, this is like 400 500 kilometers from bhubneshwar so i have to come back home then attend college the next day <laughs> so uh, i was like no let's wrap it up as soon as possible and this is 6:30 uh, uh, 6:30 to 7ish just the sun had just set and uh, in in odisha the sun sets quite early as compared to bombay and it's like by 5:36 it's quite dark and uh, i'm like yeah it's all fine uh, we are done with the interview let's go to the place and uh, we sorry and we will uh, start our investigation now while on the way i realized that pooja had called me while i was on my way to the investigation and she just happened to warn me that sarbajit you might face uh, some kind of a witchy entity or something related to witchcraft just just be warned and be safe and it's not a very good kind of but i'm like no the place i so this is a conversation we had before i reached the place i'm like no but the place i'm going to has no history of witchcraft and no claims of witchcraft so maybe it's something else that is happening in the future maybe it's one of your premonitions she was like no i'm quite sure this is this one i'm like okay i'll see and then i ignored it and uh, we went there and the it's 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 a huge place like football field and it was uh, around winterish uh, not winter it was summer i think and so the water was not over flooded it was not out of the quantity it was quite good so the river beds were quite visible and we went there it's 7 8ish and uh, my friends it's like i was there then there were three people one with a camera two camera guys and one sound guy and uh, of course we have to record everything and we were doing all those things so i said let's do one thing let's uh, separate two people will go one side the other two will go the other side and we can meet up after uh, half an hour and let's see what you are catching what you are feeling and i'll see what i'm getting on my devices so the first 15 20 minutes there is no replies there's nothing the gadgets are all dormant and i thought you know maybe it's a good sign this is not haunted we will counsel the entire village we'll make them believe or aware that you know it is not haunted and maybe there are few stories which are rounding up but there's nothing else to fear and we were like all fine and uh, suddenly starts raining and i was like how did it rain it was not raining there's no predictions or uh, anything like that so we rushed down to the car we waited for 5 minutes and after 5 minutes it was done and you know i said that we i was quite happy and excited that i'm going to wrap it up quite soon because there's nothing this time when i went down again the feelings had changed the vibes had changed i'm like why does this feel so dense right now it's an open field there is no one apart from the four of us but it feels like there are thousands of people surrounding me and they're kind of staring at me and looking at me and my crew and everything i said what is feel so dense i was like anyway let's do our job and uh, we will then get back so again we are separated and this time when i get my device out it's now starts blinking the one of the emf sensors it starts blinking and i'm now questioning thing how is it possible because it's a river bed it's a village uh, where the electricity is also like a dream like a regular electricity so there are no overhead wires there's no wires underground there's nothing and the if there is a wire underground then the moment i would have taken the device near the ground it would have spiked more there was nothing it was only during that area where i was standing and as i was trying to understand why this is happening the two other guys who went the opposite direction one of them starts shouting sarbaji 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 and is kind of rushing towards me my first reaction 
there's a crocodile or a snake that he encountered because a riverbed and there are counts of crocs out there. And I am also running towards him uh, to understand what happened. And he says, Sarbajit, I saw this uh, 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 entity standing behind you. I'm like, you're bluffing right now. There's no entity because even in the last podcast, I said, I'm, I'm my peripherals are quite strong and evident. I can always be aware what is happening. I'm like, I didn't see anything in my peripherals. And you're pointing exactly where I can have a look. He said, no, I'm very sure there was someone and it was white in color. And it was, it, it was a lady, old lady. And she was looking right at you very angrily. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm very sure. Do you think I'll fake and all? Like, of course not. Now I, the so I said, okay, let's do one thing. You pinpoint exactly where you saw. So as he's coming closer to the point, he says, Sarbojit, you know what is happening? I can't see this place right now. It's very blurry. I can see this area. I can see this area. It's quite clear, crystal clear. But uh, <laughs> this area uh, was very blurry to me. It's so I'm like, are you sure you're not in a panic attack right now because you saw something uh, which may not be true at all and you are going into that fear moment. And he said, no, no, I'm very sure. I said, let's do one thing now. Let's replicate the entire thing. I'll stand exactly as I was standing. You go back to the point where you were and maybe if the entity is actually looking at me, angry at me, it will maybe manifest again. And maybe this time I'll make sure that I'm looking that side and nothing manifested. And I was like, see, I was telling you, you know, there's nothing. They're like, no, but I saw. So as we are standing, the camera guy is asked, okay, please go take some B-rolls and all because we have to establish the place. And this guy is 40 years old. 30, he's right now 39, I think. And uh, uh, he went to one spot and we three are sitting and uh, we are chatting, you know, what to do episodic wise because we do not have much content. Is it what the running and all happened? But we can't show anything because we're not getting anything. We're not establishing anything. As that is happening, this guy starts running towards me, Sarbajit, Sarbajit. And before it was Sarbajit, Sarbajit, it was, Mommy, Mommy, Sarbajit, help. So when I, I keep on saying that, when a 35 years old man starts shouting, Mommy, Mommy, you know there is something wrong. And as he's running towards me, we all three of us, we kind of take five, six steps back because we are like, what the hell just happened? Why is he running? And we have seen entities can influence your emotional state. You know, if you are not in your highest state of emotional being, they will, they can poke you, they can make you overwhelmed and you might take some reaction, do some reactions, which can be scary for other people. I thought it's something like that. And the fear that has been created by this guy who said that he saw something. He said that someone tapped on his shoulder. I said, no, there's a, there are so many trees, no? One of the trees might have hit you. There's no way there is a, any spirit. He was like, but no, there are not a single tree where I was shooting. I said, take me to that spot. He takes me to the spot and there's not a single tree. I'm like, how can this happen? And as I'm talking and I'm trying to understand what is happening, this one of the sound guys, uh, he said that, Sarbajit, I think I have found something here. And I think it's a cloth that is wrapped, uh, which is looking red because there is blood in it. And inside it, there is something. And my first reaction was, do not touch it. Get a stick or something, but don't touch it directly. And uh, he was like, yeah, but see, you know what there is. So as I'm going to that spot, I realized at the same spot where, so this guy where he was pointing me that he got tapped, he was pointing like that. Okay, this is the area. You know, it is the same area where this guy also saw the entity. And for some reason, out of the entire 45 minutes drama that was happening out there, I never investigated that area. I never went there. So now when this guy is calling me, service, please check what is inside. I take one step, 
you don't believe Ranveer. I think after this 2016, so this is like four years into my investigation journey. After investigating some of the most haunted locations in India, for the first time, I started questioning everything that I have been doing. Like, why am I doing this? Like, all my fears, which I overcame as a kid back in 2013, the fear of paranormal darkness and darkness and everything, they all overpowered me. I was overwhelmed with negativity. I sat down. And that's when it clicked me. Pooja did warn me that you are going to encounter something that's related to witchcraft. Why? Because when this guy unfolds, unwraps the cloth, there is a voodoo doll inside it. And there is another marking inside out there, you know, which it's was a symbol. A symbol. I'll explain what that is. And uh, I was like, dude, but, and I kind of know options. So the ground was all wet, but I sat down. Seeing that, my crew is all, he's like, dude, if Sarbajit is behaving like this, what will we do right now? Because we are also experiencing things right now. And I'm sitting there, I'm questioning everything. I'm like, this is the very reason why I started investigation. Why am I being shown that dark side again? Why all those things which I thought I've healed already, why are they coming back now? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, I cannot let this overpower me. I have to do something. I have to do something. I grounded myself sitting right there. I just visualized, I did this short uh, visualization meditation, golden light and white light. I grounded myself, I shielded myself. I got up and I kind of charged inside that area, just shouting like, you know, what the fuck do you think of yourself? Do you think you can scare me? You can scare my crew. You want to do something? Do it right in front of me. You want to manifest? Manifest right now. I'm here. I'm in your area right now. You want to do something, right? Do right now. And as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm still having goosebumps because that was some moment for me. And for the crew as well. And uh, when we were figuring out, we found out that there is a symbol like I mentioned. And I said, you know, let's do one thing. Let's wrap up. I think it's done. We don't have to complete this case. And uh, they all were like, yeah, yeah, please, let's do that. And I'm like, yeah, let's wrap up because things are going in a very dark way, which I know my crew is not prepared for it. And I need my team members for it. I said, let's wrap up. And as we are wrapping up, Ranvi, you don't believe we were seeing few things which were quite, I don't know, my engineering mind cannot explain that. We were seeing pebbles falling. Now, of course, the pebbles can be thrown towards us. But if it is thrown towards you, it will have a projectile motion and then it will, you know, it will be parallel to the ground and it will come down because of gravity. This is happening. It's like it's falling right from the sky. There are pebbles falling everywhere and we all four of us are seeing that. Their pebbles are falling and we are like, dude, we have to dodge these and we have to go get into the car. We dodge them, you know, pebbles falling. This is like, like, how can this happen? This is totally, there's no scientific base. If you ask me as a paranormal investigator, Sarbajit, what is, how could this happen? I don't know. I don't have any answer. But we uh, went back home. Uh, we did, uh, we, we all took, uh, I, I didn't take, I only meditated before uh, sleeping. But all the crew, they uh, took salt water bath. And even after taking a salt water bath, they, they all three of them had the same dream that they are being chased by that entity which they saw, like one of the men, uh, one of the crew saw out there. They are like being changed, uh, chased by that entity. And the next day I was shown, I again, I was researching on that symbol that we found. And uh, we have few associates all over the world. And uh, we sent a few friends uh, who are based in Australia that, you know, if they know any symbol, because I also tried to study symbols, but it was something that I was not able to recognize. And this friend in Australia who is quite good. And he said, dude, even I don't know what this is. Um, you know, maybe you can ask someone from the Salem area in US or from, from the Europe. 
because they have quite some knowledge on this so i sent someone from the usa even that friend i had no idea then i friend uh, sent to it a friend who is based in uk he's a physicist and but researches on the paranormal he has a vast knowledge of symbols podcast sorry go on <laughs> go on and uh, we sent him that and uh, he said dude how did you find this i like we are investigating some rural areas of uh, odisha and uh, and we found this but he was like but how is it possible a rural area like that has a symbol so powerful i'm like but what is that he said it's a symbol that was used by witches still used by some of the most powerful witches in the world to summon the male and female version of a demon like every entity has two versions we all have our masculine and feminine side same way for demons as well so it's a symbol that is used to summon the male and female version of that masculine and uh, feminine version of that and to harm someone now that particular village ranveer uh, of course there is no connection but somewhere the conspiracy mind uh, that I, or the curiosity mind that i have that place has been hit by the super cyclone in 1999 that happened in odisha it was so bad that particular village that dead bodies were floating from a village 25 kilometers away from this village and this village's uh, dead bodies were found 30 40 kilometers away the dead bodies floating like boats it was so bad out there and the place has seen some of the most natural calamities out there someone did question me in one of the meetups do you think it was the voodoo doll or the black magic or the dark magic that was bringing all those natural calamities if you ask me that same question i do not have an answer for that <laughs> this is one experience that i had so that case was left unsolved yes it's a case that is still very much open and i still i, I really want to go back and uh, close that one why because you know we of course we got back to the villagers and we asked the village people we kind of meditation is not their daily thing they have no idea about meditation of course they have a lot of faith in their gods so what we did was we kind of helped them help uh, them Uh, with their faith only to get over the fear, so that they do not take any reaction or do anything that will harm them more. So that way, the villagers never complained about it. But somewhere in me, that thing challenged me. So it's not an ego thing, but I know I want to see what if it challenges me again. What if it pokes in things? Because if there are things still inside me, I need to heal them. I need to cure them. I need to overpower them. Because until I do that. if not that entity there will be some other entity who might find that loophole and might poke again of course after that uh, place i have been to other places which are way more creepy i have faced entities which are way more dangerous than that but no one did a damage or or found that loophole like that entity did while you're speaking about this my stomach is hurting yeah it's it's, it's it was a bad place it is a bad place why is my stomach hurting it's because i got you so much connected to that place that's why really yeah so if witchcraft was actually responsible you someone in that village was probably doing yeah little movie plot line that yeah, old is. auntie who told you beta yes. ya shaitan what if yes. she was only the <laughs> <laughs> and i underestimated her i'm like yeah i have heard this before but you know so deep down now that i'm sharing this deep down i knew that what she said it's going to come back to me again and it actually shook me it shook me to the core i think pose that also again i took a break from investigation i'm like no i have to channel myself i have to uh, kind of increase that damage as in cure that damage that the entity did to me but i really want to go back very very honest truth i want to go back and okay. get it sorted yeah okay um 
stop with this word shaitan satan the devil people don't even take the name yeah. honestly it's kind of like this whole voldemort yeah. situation <laughs> yeah i'm so sure harry potter was written based on real things but in a stylized way hmm. voldemort is the representation of satan yeah harry potter is probably you know and there's magic yeah there's magic yeah. there's a protagonist there are beings yeah i think in the prisoner of azkaban, azkaban. movie they show dementors from yeah. the It's one of the scariest moments of my childhood. Number one is Shabana Azmi and Makdi. <laughs> Number two is the Deventers and Harry Potter. Yeah. We had Pooja on the show um, mm. right before you. We spoke about how these entities look. Have you watched Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. yeah. And you remember how the Deventers yeah, look? Yeah. Have you seen things that actually look like that? Yes. Because when I saw those Deventers on screen, I was like, this is too fucking real. Yeah. Like this is... Yeah. Too real to put inside even, a movie. Uh, even in the movie, as a kid, uh, when I was watching this during this train scene, when the train halts and yeah, they start coming in, same. Oh, it was creepy, dude. And the way what they do, this exactly what negative entities do. They will suck out the energy from you. That's what they exactly do, and uh, they th- they will take that so that they become more powerful and they can do more damage. Yeah. My you know? first ever spiritual mentor in life was my ayahuasca shaman, who was. a little bit of a conspiracy theorist but he gave me a lot of important mm-hmm. spiritual lessons he used to keep mentioning how jk rowling really knew some shit about a parallel world and has just encapsulated ideas from that parallel world mm-hmm. into a best selling mm-hmm. series of books mm-hmm. so there's a lot of real shit in harry potter that people discount because they think it's a children's yeah, uh, yeah. that's how it's been tagged have you thought about this I think every fantasy writer, horror writer, sci-fi writer knows something that other people don't know, and they do channel some kind of information that is not from this world. For that matter, uh, Neil D. Silva. Neil D. Silva has written some of the best horror books, and he has wrote, written our books as well, Spirits Talk to Me and others. And in those books, he has written few things, and uh, he would share with us, you know, what Sarva and Pooja. I have written this thing in my new book, and like, but how did you know? like you don't research like of course this is a very let's say there is a term that's very paranormally uh, relevant only the paranormal community knows or they know that certain theory only act upon certain thing that's nowhere found on the internet he knows somebody like how did you know and like no i was just writing and i started writing and if that if, if if it can happen with him i'm sure a lot of other authors too writing for example jk rowling or uh, uh, there's a book i don't know if you have read the book this uh, the laws of the spirit world by bhavnagri and even she to directly says that it was her son who channeled through her to give the people a guidance about the spirit world and how it shouldn't be fear and whatever but i think all these authors they do channel some kind of information that is not what we generally consider to be very uh, normal what did that orissa village entity look like do you remember so i'll say what i saw but uh, this odisha village entity uh, according to my crew was was let's say let's demon door but whitish and has a face like a proper old female old lady's face but anger lot of anger that's what the guy explains and it's like i saw it like any other clear human being but you know there was another story if i may Uh, that happened to me quite recently um, but before that do you think uh, uh, you must be having dreams right do you think dream the dreams you get has they have some kind of message for you yeah very much so yeah so for me uh, i don't usually dream that's how i am for me my dreams are i would sleep so i'm a i'm a night owl i 
I'm I'm awake kind of two three a.m. But I don't need much of a sleep. I sleep for five hours, and that's enough for me. And uh, but in that entire five hours, I'll not dream anything. But there was one dream that was constantly coming to me for the last. Or I'm twenty six now, so for the last let's say twenty years, very honestly. Initially, I thought before I got in this field, or maybe it's something I ignored. But it was quite recently I realized, dude, I can. Uh, this is the same dream that I'm seeing, and it's a repetitive dream. Same place, same entities, same area, same environment, same everything, same me. It just that it just uh, that with time, uh, I'm seeing myself growing up. That's the only difference. And I can do lucid dreaming. I can control my dreams. I can drive through my dreams. So if I'm dreaming, let's say I've watched a Marvel movie and I come back on home and I'm dreaming of uh, Tony Stark carrying me and flying, I'll know this is bullshit. This is a dream. Please stop this. This is how I break my dreams or I don't continue with my dreams. As a reason, also because I meditate so much that, and especially before sleep, that my mind goes into a state of so much calmness that I don't. My mind doesn't go haywire, not does my soul goes into that trance world to experience things. But this place, I could never control it. I could never drive through it. I could never stop that uh, dream. It would be like if it if it has started, it has to end. That's how the dream used to be. And slowly, I recognized. I'm like, dude, this is the place where my mama, basically uncle, used to stay. Back then, when we were kids, now they have shifted to a different place. Now again, this place is based in some rural part of the country and rural part of Odisha, for that matter. Jungleon ke beech mein hai, and we I realized that this is the same place. This is the area where I used to get scared the most, and uh, this is the same house. So why am I, you know, why am I seeing that dream now? Many. Pooja was like, oh, maybe it's because you have some inner child trauma, probably because as a kid I was very scared of that place. Because to go on to explain uh, and from very uh, to for you to uh, visualize, if this is the house made up of mud and straws, two feet away starts the one of the biggest jungles of Odisha. There are no street lights, there are no ambience lights, there's nothing. If you want to pee, you have to go out in the middle of the forest to do that. It was so bad. And as a kid, I dreaded that place. I I loved that place in the day. We I had some of the best memories playing with my cousins and all. But just the moment the sun sets, I'm like, dude, where have I landed myself? So I thought maybe it's some inner child fear. But then if you see my journey of overcoming fear and overcoming my traumas, my inner demons, and healing my trauma, I think I have healed almost all my inner child things. So when Pooja pointed out. I said, let's do one thing. Let's heal that part if there is anything. So there was a session, and Pooja does inner child healings, and it was a, it's a therapeutic process, of course. And there was a three days process, and we did our things. And uh, I, so she does certain things to figure out if it is still lingering, and there is nothing. So for few days, the dreams stopped, but then they again they started coming back. And so monthly, there will be at least one dream of that place. I'm like no, there is something that the place is trying to say to me. There's some messages that I'm trying to get because for the last twenty years I'm getting. Generally, we should start taking a dream seriously if it is happening for more than three times. This is twenty years and multifold of times I have seen that dream. And I was talking to my mummy and I'm like, mummy, do you think I should go and investigate that place? Because uncle doesn't stay there anymore. They are staying somewhere else, but the land is still out there. The house was there, but now it's gone. The nature nature has taken over, but the land is very much there. So she was like, you know what? Um, uh, 
maybe you should investigate because even your sister has felt few things. My sister is also kind of a psychic. And uh, the m- number of times she has been there, she's always come out with a fever. And she's a very, she's very chilled out like a person. But she's like, I don't know what happens to me. I'll come back and I'll have heavy, 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 serious fever. And I'm like, no, maybe I should investigate. There's some message, something that is calling me and I, I need to stop these dreams because they are bothersome right now. I like my sleep. I like my sleep dreamless. I don't like this dream to happen every month because every time I would wake up from this dream, I'd be fully drained. So I asked Pooja and Savio, I'm like, let's do one thing. Let's go to Bhubaneswar, then drive down to that place. Investigate, close this chapter because I'm done with it. And we reach that place and uh, the place is as it is, but but nature has taken over like that, that it was unrecognizable, very honestly. But as I was standing there, I had all this nostalgia feeling because, you know, Bachpan, I have spent there. But as we are standing there and as any other process of our investigation, Pooja and Savio says, at the same time, you know what? There are demonic entities here. I'm like, what? That's my first reaction because I'm not expecting. I'm like, there could be, okay, some entities probably or just my mind playing tricks. And Pooja and Savio both are like, uh, you know, there are entities here which are quite demonic. And uh, I said, but why are there demonic beings here? And what do they want from me? You know what Savio said he was standing? You know what Savio, what I, uh, Sarba, what I'm getting is um, because, and same thing also Pooja concluded later, like she kind of completed what Savio was saying. It's because the demons are kind of attached to your ancestors and because you're part of that bloodline, they're also targeting you now. So it because you are kind of standing in between something that they want, which they could have achieved if you were not there. Because you are there, they are kind of behind you and they want you to break down and kind of release or like let them take over and whatever. Pooja said yes. And because it was not possible for you to be in Mumbai and cut the cords and make it happen, your spirits guides kind of forced you to take a trip to Bhubaneswar and come and investigate this place and close whatever is here. I'm like, it's all fine. Let's do one thing. Let's start our investigation. Because at the end of the day, I know these are all entities and energies and I'll deal with them accordingly. So the first thing we do is this Estes method. You know, and Estes experiment basically. So Pooja goes into, um, headphones are plugged in with that PSB spirit box, uh, spirit box running, which is radiating the white noise. She's blindfolded. There are tons of mosquitoes, but we are like, Abhi kya karna? we will investigate. And we are investigating. And uh, uh, initially I started with, I thought okay, maybe because it is connected to me, maybe I should get into the Estes method, but I didn't get any reply. So I said, Pooja, you know, you only do because you're good at it. So I'm standing there asking questions. Savio is standing there trying to kill the mosquitoes so that she doesn't get interfered while asking questions. And you know what happened in that thing? Savio is giving readings as he's doing his thing. And I'm asking questions. Savio is giving these readings. Sarbo, you know what? I'm seeing this um, entity and it's not human. It's demoni- de- demonic, but it's not like the normal demonic entities we encounter. It's some animalistic demon like if i have to represent it's like those dragons that are drawn in tribal uh, uh, drawings and it's kind of trying to scare you and everyone of us as he's saying this puja says you know what i'm seeing fire right now i'm seeing there is some dark animalistic entity that is around us puja cannot hear savio 
but she's also giving out the same thing from the stress experiment and through what channeling that she is doing and savi is also giving the same thing so both of the readings are matching at one point uh, puja says dui now in dui odia means do i said dui what do what is it that are you two entities or uh, we are three people how why are you saying two after a few seconds puja says you know what sabha i can send i can see there are they they're showing me there are two funeral pyres happening and i'm like oh there were two uh, accidental and untimely deaths at this place which are quite untimely one was my nani who passed away suddenly in 2005 in cancer and then later in 2013 uh, or 15 was my bade mama bade uncle who passed away because of an accident both were untimely why because for nani back in 2005 cancer was not a thing uh, it was way too late by the time we realized she has cancer and she was at by then at the fourth stage already and almost on her deathbed quite suddenly she just passed away and both have spent their entire lifetime in that house so i just ask are you trying to say you are the reason why all the these two untimely death happened again there were no replies but i had a feeling that the entity was kind of responsible like it triggered few things that led to their death as they were and whatever the family that was staying was not prosperous at all i have seen that first hand so as i'm saying so i i have to explain i'm standing exactly like this savio is standing exactly as you are and pooja is here facing me and as i'm saying i heard this sound like someone is approaching me like this uh, dried leaves coming towards you and i turned back and uh, i like okay maybe it's just some animals that are just grazing around and i was trying to explain savio you know okay maybe we should take this direction for this investigation 5 minutes after i'm done speaking because he was waiting for me to complete he says sarbajit i saw someone standing behind you i'm like what the fuck like yeah maine kaha but so when i turned back i also saw something but i thought maybe i'm too much in the investigation right now and that it's something my mind is playing but he explained exactly what i saw he, do, he that entity was of my height uh, it was it was not wearing any kind of particular shirt or pant but it was like a um, a uh, rugs kind of a thing dementor and it was just looking right into my eyes and uh, it just vanished the moment i turned my back and he said i saw that right now and as these things are happening uh, uh as these things are happening puja is giving out more things avyo is doing more things and i'm like you know i think we have understood what we are dealing with is some kind of animal demon something that is attached to this land and attached to me directly some way or the other and i have to break that bond and i don't want to fight it out because i know it's not going to harm me in any way or anyone else for that matter but because the dream that is affecting me right now i want to do there something here and maybe close this chapter savio and pooja will like maybe what if you uh, deviate his attention to something else maybe a metallic object maybe you uh, hide it or like you know dafnao it here and maybe that will uh, dig uh, the uh, dig it and put it inside and maybe it will start coming because it will come from you your energy fragments will be there in that metallic thing if you do the right process maybe it will start haunting you and stop haunting your dreams like that object and not your uh, dreams i said yeah let's do this so we found a coin from savio and uh, i kind of gathered all my energies i started cutting cords it's a spiritual process where you kind of visualize that all kind of cords like cords that are attached to your body you're just kind of slashing them out it's a spiritual process inner child healings does that a lot more you know, spiritual people who take uh, healing sessions they know about this 
So I started doing that and kind of gathered all my energy here. And I'm told to the entity, you know, whatever you want to do to, to, to this coin, not to me anymore. I'm done uh, seeing your dream. But as I was doing that, you know, I was kind of gathering myself on a music that is uh, uh, related to Shivji. I just had this intuitive feeling that I should call upon him for his help. Well, you know, and of course, in in my whole spiritual journey, I have come. I've I've asked for help from a lot of uh, uh, entities in a way, masters beyond our religious beliefs. And I've very uh, I can be honest. I think right now, this is my third podcast that I have got help from them. Uh, and here, I just felt like I should call for him. And I just am sitting and I'm li- listening to Shiv, you know, Tandav and all kind of music, trying to gather myself. I also had a vision simultaneously parallelly going on that this entity is growing big you know in front of me i'm having this vision it's going big 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 but then suddenly it just disappears and then again because of the scientific approach i have maybe it's my mind maybe i just wanted to overpower it and that was my way of overpowering it after we're done with the digging i explained the same to savio and puja you know and uh you know what i felt like that and i asked the two of them like what do you feel now do you sense the entities now Pooja says, no, I just saw it. And Pooja has no idea that, you know, I, I saw something like that. Pooja says, uh, you know what? I saw like it got bigger, bigger, bigger and it just blasted off. I said, I saw the same thing in my vision. Savio says, no, even I saw him getting bigger. It was trying to be scary. I said, yes, it was trying to scare us and scare me particularly. He said, yeah, it was trying to be scary and all. But then now I don't sense it anymore. But anyway, we did the digging part. And it's been what we did that in February, I think the investigation. And from February, this is uh, whenever this is being recorded, uh, there has not been a single dream of that place. I think I have finally closed that chapter. You released it. Yeah. Was it also suffering? No, 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 no. It was not suffering. There was some kind of dark magic that was involved that was sent particularly to harm my lineage. First time hearing of a non-human form demon. Even for, for me also it was very new. Because uh, every time I have come across the topic of demon, I have been very, not ignorant, but very uh, protective. I'm like, what you have seen in the movies is not true. I know that for a fact. But I do not know and I cannot expect also that what would they be exactly. Because I know this is not true. But I don't know what they would look like. So when it came in front of me and both the psychics who I can totally depend on, rely my life on, are saying that they are both sensing something similar, something that animalistic demon, I knew there is something that I'm encountering for the first time. So it was this place. Okay. Um, very random question. Do you ever just go to a place and start chanting Hanuman Chalisa? And- um, me? Yeah, or any Hanuman related uh, thing? Uh, no, but I know that it will work if we do that. Uh, because in, in the last time also I said that mantras, they have the power because of the way they are chanted, because of the frequency they hold. They're so powerful. And if we add a bit of faith to it, a bit, bit of belief to it, it becomes one of the most powerful weapon against any negativity, you know? And if, uh, I think someone also texted me the other day that why don't you guys go and start chanting Hanuman Chalisa right away. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Ranveer, we are also trying to help the spirits out there, no? So we have to understand, we know that if we start chanting, uh, some will get released and some might stay back because they have some other karmas in their spirit world or whatever. Uh, 
the negativity will go for sure but we want to know answers why are you stuck here why are you haunting this family because the client also wants answer the property owner also seeks answer the spirit also need answer why was this demonic entity controlling me i did nothing wrong in my life so we need answer so that's why first it's an investigation process there's a communication process there's a healing process even for the spirits as well there's a counseling process after that is what we do a prayer and that prayer for individual it can be hanuman chalisa for one it can be calling to jesus for one it call can be calling for some the religious entity for one or it can just be the faith in the universe that you know universe please help this souls to cross over to this other side okay. you know have you met the devil i'm waiting to meet actually <laughs> i'm actually looking forward to encounter uh of course this entity in odisha not this one the previous one did shook me to the core but i knew it was tapping on to some unhealed trauma that i had back then but if you are asking me the kind of devil we see in movies or the negativity we see or hear from people i'm actually looking forward to uh encounter not just like a battle of ego or anything like that but just from out of curiosity and to understand what are people actually scared from because for me the topic of getting scared is fear because of my own experience and because of the way i see things it has come down to a very um, negligence or irrelevant thing for me for me fear of the paranormal is for me it's zero if someone says sarbaj don't go inside that building there could be 10 demons i'm like let's do this Yay, right now let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i said i become a, I, i it's i become a kid very honest let yeah there are demons let's go and do that and then he'll start investigating and he'll be like these are demons <laughs> they are not demons they can't do shit <laughs> they're my brothers <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah that's how we have also helped out so many of these clients because clients think so oh, my house is possessed by demon or that i'm there are demonic infestations because there are molds growing and there are uh, uh, water being uh, leaking somewhere else and because i've watched the movies they conclude to be demonic and i'm like there's nothing demonic of course there is spirits haunting but it's just cashing on the fear that you have for demons so it's trying to be a demon without being a demon that's like you know people who try to be all even though they are not inside they're all soft hearted and for two but upar se they will be like oh i'm this stud and everything a lot of spirits become like that with time of experience because you know for an entity which has been haunting that family let's say for 15 years it has studied every body language every moment of yours it knows what you are drinking what you are not drinking what you are doing not doing and it can start affecting you in that particular edges and uh, soft spots basically you know there are cultures that believe that when you say things like i'm welcoming the devil into my life you're actually doing that yeah yeah he'll do that no because see like i said we have been talking about intention now when i said i'm looking forward to meeting and i didn't say that i'm welcoming the devil i'm looking forward meaning if some day i get a case and the devil is actually haunting that place that will be one of the greatest case for me but am i sitting at my home and i'm calling or oh, the devil if you're looking at me come to me i don't want that You when know, that's I, a difference yeah you when i was in engineering college hani singh had just come up yeah. <laughs> hani singh was a thing and 3 years into his career there was rumors that spread on the internet that he prays to satan mm. and he's got his fast success because of satan mm. so we had the pleasure of having hani singh on the show yeah. few weeks ago mm-hmm. and i asked him this question yeah. he had shared some very strange and cool oh. insights about how he visited a satanic church mm-hmm. but he is a big believer in god and his conscience kicked in and he just decided not to be there because he intuitively felt bad about mm. it someone took a photo of him there 
put it up oh. on facebook he's like the photo was up on facebook for like 10 15 minutes and that's where the rumor began that oh he's also a satanist and you know he's had a deal mm. with the devil and they say that if you are an artist and you strike a deal with the devil you get very fast success yeah. and fame and even entrepreneurship is yeah, yeah. artistry in some ways which is why people say elon musk is a satanist yeah. things yeah. like that yeah uh and elon musk then wears all those devil costumes yeah. and yeah. goes i don't know now whether yeah. he does a ஒருத்தோட்ரோட் not promoting anything but this is what he actually did he went to a crossroad and he dig up to one not one feet even like some inches or something and he took a box and in the box he had written letters uh, uh, that you know i want to have this much money fame and everything he closed it and he dig inside uh, that i uh, put it inside the box and filled up the area and within two days Uh, and he of course chanted something did some satanic procedure and within two days he uh, got fame he suddenly became this huge viral sensation in the usa and he became one of the lead uh, guitarist for some band also he had his own albums and everything but it is said that he had one of the most gruesome deaths in uh, uh, one could ever imagine i think his organs started failing and everything suddenly and it is said that the devil will always come back for its due or it will always come back and it's, it's it's for not just you know devil is a very big word to use but it's for like any deal that where you are so losing your soul is a very uh, it's 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 like a kahavat you know where you're losing your soul matlab you are letting yourself get controlled by someone else your soul get controlled yeah so if someone else is controlling your life of course initially you'll be getting your fame and the success and everything but someday this guy will be like oh i'm done with you fuck you now Yeah um so there be repercussions that's what they said about the whole honey singh thing also and he sat in front of me i spoke to him for a while i can 110% tell how he's a god fearing man mm. you know talks about shiv ji talks about bolenath okay. god guru nanak dev ji there is a sense of god in him and i asked him that wait but does this whole satanic cult thing actually happen he didn't say anything but he said bhai bahut kuch hota hai like a lot of things happen in this yes. world and yes. even the satanic church he went to they were making all sorts of promises yeah. and there are satanic churches in the world now and people say everyone from Elon Musk to Beyonce to Jay-Z yeah. Kanye West Kim Kardashian uh all these people who get extremely fast fame and success yes. i think recently someone added Tom Holland and Zendaya yeah. to this <laughs> like uh, you know bechare like what if <laughs> they just India visit? <laughs> just good human beings and god is like yeah give them success like ah satanic yeah uh, i think there are two things to it and we one is people uh, who get sudden fame of course we can also we cannot discount the fact that uh, what if they were actually working so hard yeah. for so many years that you didn't see yeah. then there were also people like us for example the other day uh, someone said ed and lauren warren are frauds you know so warrens uh, for us they play a very important role uh, in our approach to people especially because the empathetic they were to people is why they got that fame and they investigated say over 10 15000 cases and everything and they became what they are right now the pioneers of paranormal and he said you know they are frauds and i'm like you know i deep in my mind i was thinking every paranormal investigator in his or her career will always be 
called a fraud for some reason or the other either it is by haters or by people who do not believe you know even after our podcast of course uh, there are a lot of love that was shown of course there are a lot of other people who just came in and were like you know you think you can do all investigate the paranormal do you think you are a kid and all i got all those messages and i'm like do say something new i've been doing this for the last 10 years i've heard this before as well so i think for fame that that will always be uh, it's like uh, not even um, simultaneously the blames of devil worshipping selling their souls to the devil and being a fraud and walking over other people to reach of course it happens i'm not denying that but what if because i'm a firm believer that if you're believing so much in negativity what if there's actually some positivity to it maybe maybe this guy actually worked hard he never sold his soul to anyone he just worked hard behind the camera now he's out in front of mm. the camera and enjoying the fame imagine saurav joshi worshiping the devil with <laughs> piyush that's just he's worked hard he's exactly. a good guy <laughs> exactly you know that's what analysts exactly so yeah hmm okay no i, I i'm not suggesting anything <laughs> this is not a saurav joshi conspiracy theory i've met them <laughs> fantastic guys they're very pure yeah. that's why god has given them that fame and success coming back to elon musk <laughs> <laughs> just to say i'm getting a bad catch on my leg <laughs> see you invited it don't edit this out ye sab hota hai are you okay yeah yeah i'm okay damn i'm good elon musk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm, I'm not fucking around guys i'm messing around this is the part where i actually get possessed <laughs> <laughs> So for an exorcist, you're like, were you actually possessed? Ah uh, no no no. Ah uh, okay. Do you think these extra rich and famous people have actually made some deal with the devil? Have you seen this movie called Eyes Wide Shut? It's about the Illuminati. No, I haven't. Sorry. So Tom Cruise movie. Ah, uh, and we have Tom Cruise in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a. fantastic movie it's made by the same director who directed the shining okay stanley kubrick and this yeah. was his last film it's about how many people from the powerful strata of society are actually satan worshipers mm. and then you know they have their own rituals they have some sexual rituals etc they have shown again aspects of witchcraft like mm. symbols yeah. uh, sexual rituals mm. etc um that movie if you watch it and if you watch kubrick movies generally kubrick movies end in a nice fashion you can tell that ha huh, now's the end of the movie yeah. that particular movie ends very randomly mm-hmm. like that's it that's the end of the movie okay okay and kubrick apparently died before the movie was releasing or before it got made so the conspiracy theory is that he was possibly killed because he was speaking too much truth in that movie and even within that movie the loop doesn't close it's just mm-hmm. it's a very well made film till about 95% of it gets done then it mm-hmm. just randomly gets over mm-hmm. uh i and i still want to keep watching that movie again and again because it's a okay. filmmaking masterpiece but i do believe that he was trying to say something which powerful people didn't like hmm. so uh do you think the illuminati exists i think it does uh all these societies we can name them as we want to we can term them as we want to but at the end i think uh, uh how do i say it's it's is what we started our conversation with magic ultimately is what they are doing of course satan is not popular in india so we call it black magic and jadutona and everything 
but because black magic is not so the term is not so famous in us is why we call it devil worshiping and satanic because if you start comparing both have quite some similarities in terms of the rituals that are performed human sacrifices animal sacrifices same thing happens here too uh, quite the same but uh, coming back to your question of illuminati and everything see uh, ranveer i I I was quite young when I was exposed to this field of paranormal. From a quite young age, I started experiencing, seeing things, noticing things, studying human beings and everything. I I keep on saying this when people used to, uh, when kids used to ch- uh, chase uh, girls, I was chasing ghosts. You know that's how my life have has been still has uh, like that very honestly. You're a boot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Oh, really tried holding that back. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Very dirty, very dirty. So, uh, yeah, that's how it has been like that. And so, th- when it comes to uh, something like this, I'm quite open to the subject of Illuminati actually controlling this big shots and the uh, what do we, what do we call that? The global um, Elite. elites. Very honestly, uh, I'm quite open to that. But I also kind of open to the fact that what if, like I said, what if they have actually worked hard and i'm talking particularly about let's say few of the personalities you named let's say like tom holland or uh, elon musk for example uh, or anyone for that matter now i don't know because i've never met them i've yet to ask pooja or savio for a psychic reading about them but uh, <laughs> but uh, but as of i see i think you know ranveer uh, we cannot like i said we cannot discount uh, the result of a proper hard work we cannot discount that we know miracles can happen if you are actually putting your mind and soul into the right thing of course there is a shortcut to it but every time every damn thing in the world mid exams or studies or life or relationship or success if you are taking a shortcut there will be bad 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 outcomes of it people have seen that and let's say the number of personalities that were named here or more are actually doing that i think it will be soon we'll be seeing their true faces and if not i think it's pretty much concluded that they're actually quite hard working so that's what i believe in you know i think the same story goes for a lot of people here in the industry as well here in bollywood or the businessmen that are that are kind of uh, uh, here in india for that matter a lot of these are also blamed to be have uh, sold their souls to the devil or they do all kind of ritualistic and all i do not know i have never met them but let's say if they do i believe in karma i believe that no matter how much uh, things you are trying to spread the truth always comes out and some day people will see the truth and if not it it goes as it is for the rest 100 200 years and the legacy continues like that that means they were quite hard working and they reached where they deserve to reach so that's what my beliefs are one final question for you on today's episode uh, because we've been talking about this topic in some way or the other I think we spoke about it a little bit last time. Symbols, yeah. Say the Illuminati does exist, they would carry symbols of their faith with them. Uh, see, uh, symbols or symbols basically. If we also symbols are basically things where you can put your faith on. It's something to visualize while you are carrying out their job. It can be for religious things also. Of course, certain symbols are way more powerful. Uh, because of the way they have been designed the way they have been inscribed the way they have been channeled and drawn but let's say the illuminati is real and they are actually controlling the global elite i think they would be the most secure and uh, you know hidden in plain sight kind of people who not 
expose their plans to the world let's say elon musk was wearing this devilish thing if he was there do you really think he will let people know the reality because right now today's audience is way more woke as compared to what they were 5 6 years back now people know these terms illuminati devil worshiping uh, selling your soul or um, satanic rituals and all kinds of things that are coming right now it was quite totally not a topic to discuss many years back 5 10 years back so now if there is actually one i think they'd be doing quite few things behind the camera and behind the scenes and not come out in front of the world yeah like yeah. how uh, i think in the automobile revolution there were three families it was ford rockefeller and i can't remember the third mm. one maybe it was rothschild if i'm not mistaken mm. so there are these families that have generational wealth who yeah. are very away from the public eye mm. and lots of people assume that it's probably them yeah uh the one layer deep explanation and this again i heard from someone as is totally conspiracy theory zone uh is that you know we often are very proud of indian culture mm. and we think it's like e- extremely old which it is yeah but we're proud of it because it's the one classical culture that survived mm. there were other cultures which are yeah. as old which have just not survived mm. for example ancient egypt yeah so they believe that there were some egyptian priests who were also as advanced as our indian rishis mm. who had figured a way to reincarnate into the same family okay and eventually power and greed got to their minds mm. uh, so they're never going to get moksha even though they evolved but yeah. they will have the most luxurious life oh. and they said that they kept reincarnating uh went to europe eventually at some point uh and uh, became elite in europe and then finally moved to usa when the power of the geopolitical world shifted to usa and now they're sitting yeah. there Oh, uh, and even if you actually study geopolitics, there's this whole thing about how yeah. power shifted from Britain to USA. Mm-hmm. How USA became the leader of the free world. The world power, yeah. Uh, and every move that the Illuminati makes is for the sake of um, their own agendas. Agendas, yeah. Forwarding their own money, forwarding yeah. their own bank accounts. That's again, this is full conspiracy theory. Yeah, zone. of course, that's so, what. So that's what I said. You know, many things. Uh, I don't want to name right now where. called conspiracy theories couple of years back but now things are surfacing up the media is talking about it the people are talking about it man made viruses i don't know there are other things also uh, that are being discussed quite openly now i'm not saying what is being discussed is true but people are questioning things and that's what excites me you have to question everything every damn thing should be questioned it can be something from the medicine from spirituality from paranormal or from science till we don't question our soul will always be that uh, under under the dominated side and not the curiosity side that should always be there you should yeah. always be curious and not like okay if you say oh that uh, face mask uh, is uh, inverted maybe that's a devil no maybe it's looking like a joker to me or it's looking like that tentacle guy in the pirates of the caribbean movie <laughs> johnny whatever his name was yeah, i know baby jones uh. you know <laughs> so it's hey, completely Jones. up to me but i can question things before i strongly believe what someone is saying and that how should be for everything a conspiracy can be a truth 10 years later we cannot be the uh, controller of that but what we can do is just be maybe open to things that things might change and may not be the way we want them to that's the harsh truth actually mm-hmm. sarva bhai that's it yeah another <laughs> epic episode with you Yes, I still feel there's so many topics left to talk to you about, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> you, you felt today was darker than the last 
I it was darker. I think it was more personal to me than it was last time. Last time, I think, uh, of course, there were a few members, uh, Pooja and Savio, who were with me during that experience. But these two were quite personal to me. Is why I think it got be darker, especially with the witch part, and it just reignited the thought that I have to go and investigate mm-hmm. that. I love you. I only have respect for you. Thank you so much. Love You're you too. <laughs> a great dude. I don't know how often you get to hear that you're probably doing a lot of positives for the spirit world okay and this is the cushion i'm building for what i'm going to yeah. say next which is that i'm going for my salt water bath now <laughs> <laughs> after i felt that pain in Everyone my stomach <laughs> taking nothing away from my love and respect yeah. for you yeah but uh, dude these bhutia podcasts become a lot for me i know and if i don't have that salt water bath i just don't feel right yeah nothing no, you should you should you should yeah. we all do we all do but yeah salt water bath the best thing even yeah any signing of notes for this particular episode no again thanks to you ranveer again this was quite some uh, improved podcast for me actually <laughs> uh, but i loved it and i love the way you uh, gave people like me and pooja and people like us a platform to talk about this world bring out topics which are not generally discussed talked and uh, should be considered some way or the other and thus giving people a chance to question things i've always been this advocate of questioning things and not believing everything you see on the internet internet being such an important part of our life we just suddenly oh you know that man just jumped into the river you know he died and then you 10 days later you hear are no he was just taking a swim in the river he was not committing any kind of crime or taking his own life so i have a, i am a firm believer of that that you should question everything and thank you thanks to you that i'm able to give people that angle to question everything you know i've got a lot of messages we have got a lot of messages after the previous podcast that people are now uh, out of their fear of paranormal and that's what we are always trying to do for the last one about uh, 10 years now and finally with you it has uh, manifested and that's a thing we'll always be grateful to you okay. very honestly and to your team for making this happen and uh, yeah that's it just keep questioning and uh, keep meditating yeah, yeah. no jai mata di brother jai mata yeah. chalo so that was the episode for today told you it would be dark left me feeling very heavy had to have salt water bath after this one genuinely i'm sure you feel the same as with any of our horror episodes the intention is never to scare you or to add darkness into your life it's to simply make you aware of these topics so that your soul can take itself towards the light sarjit mohanty is going to be back on trs and we're going to have many more horror episodes that we will create for you and release for you very very soon keep following